What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell wherever and whatever you're selling. Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/try. Go to Shopify.com/try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com/try. Welcome to the Spirit Seeker Hour. Spirit Seeker Hour is your chance to delve into the world of your inner spirit. The Spirit Seeker Hour is brought to you by Spirit Seeker Magazine. Go to www.spiritseeker.com to find out more. And now, here's Cindy Meyer. Peterson Humanity at the Crossroads. So all of them are speaking on transformation. 
Now, there's other things that we support, but we can only say so many. Sonia Choquette's coming to the Midwest. We could just go on and on. And then also, Spirit Seeker has uh, its own event annually. used to be twice a year, but now it's once a year. And um, what we what we have is a it's called the Holistic Living Expo. It's on Sunday, July 15th. And my guest tonight uh, is going to be one of the speakers at the conference. She will also have a, a booth where she'll be um, promoting her book and um, doing doing readings. Um, so it is my delight to welcome my guest tonight, Maria, the Light Source. Oh, thank you very much. Hi, and um, thank you so much for being a speaker at our upcoming conference. And you know, I, I just so I'm so excited for you with your new book. And um, listeners, the name of the book is "Using Your White Light Angels to Find Your Life's Purpose." And I've spent the last couple of days with it, and really, it's just this wonderful book, if I may say so. Oh well, thank you. I enjoyed uh, writing it. Yeah, yeah, and you know, you just use some really um, wonderful examples, and I always like it when people use real life examples. Of course, you know, not names excluded, but you know, where people can just see how the angels just stepped in and really made this like total, total shift. But you know, all the pieces that kind of went with it. So, so Mariah, what do you think is going on? Because you know, it used to be that people didn't even talk about angels that much, and now it's it's you know, children, adults, everyone's talking about angels. What do you think is really going on with this? I think we're going through a, a transformation as just, you know, with humankind, um, where we are growing into a more spiritual um, era. Um, and I think that's why we're being more enlightened with uh, angels, spirituality, um, and, you know, tapping into to uh, more of a, a spiritual um, sense of self, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and one of the things that, um, you know, is like underlying throughout your whole book uh, is this life purpose, like really understanding why you're on planet Earth at this time. What is your life purpose? So can you can you explain that to someone who doesn't really understand what that means? Like let's just act like we have a total neophyte tonight or someone who's really confused on what their life purpose is or et cetera. Sure. Um, basically, the reason why I wrote the book is because I have a lot of clients who have come to me over the years uh, when I give when I do my angel readings, um, and they've often mentioned, you know, what is my life's purpose? Why am I here? Why was my soul created? Um, and what I've noticed also over the years is that um, the type of angel that you have assigned to you actually pertains to your life purpose. It was the reason why your soul was created. All of our souls were created for a specific reason um, so that we have, each of us have specific gifts, talents, and abilities. And we take our talents and abilities and we utilize them to uh, contribute to the world, um, to help make, uh, you know, help create peace on earth, help, you know, help other people um, who need our assistance, our gifts, talents, etc. Um, and the type of angel, your, your primary white light angel, is actually. Um, has the same personality, the same gifts, the same talents, same abilities that we have. They've been assigned to us since our soul was first created, and they've been with us um, throughout every single life that we've had on on Earth. Um, And I started noticing a pattern uh, over the years that that the type of angel each person has does have the same personality. So I began to ask, you know, the angels, what angel group are you from? And then I would, you know, tell the client, 
explain the type of angel group um, their angel is from, the client's you know face would just light up and say, "Oh my gosh, that's exactly you know my personality. That's you know to a T exactly the way I am." And the type of um, specialties that that particular group has is exactly what that client you know happens to enjoy and really be good at. And so I kind of put the pieces to the puzzle together on my own that there must be an intention for this. Um, you know, that our angels are not just assigned to us to protect us and guide us, they're also assigned to us to help us, you know, uh, with our purpose in life, help to share our gifts with the world. Right. Well, and and you've been doing this work for a while. You've been working as a psychic medium for over 16 years, and, you know, you know, it sounds as, you know, I'm, I'm clairvoyant, you can probably hear me, it sounds like... <laughs> That's terrible, but but it's the truth. Like you t- you address this in the book that you know with angels it doesn't always come in the same way. Like some people are more clairvoyant, some are more clairaudient. Um, for the listeners who don't know what that means, would you mind explaining how the angels talk to us in, in different ways? Absolutely. Um, each of us have our own intuitive gifts. Um, in in my opinion, every single human has some intuitive gift. Um, it's just a matter of what intuitive gifts do we have. Uh, some people, and the reason why we have these intuitive gifts is so that we have a channel with our own angels so that our angels have the ability to guide us through this um, intuitive channel. Um, so that's the reason why all humans do have some type of intuitive gift. Um, some people tend to have more of a clairvoyant gift where they tend to see spirits or they see angels, or they tend to see uh, auras or colors around uh, of auras around uh, someone's head. Um, they tend to be more visual, um, and those types of people who tend to be more uh, clairvoyant do tend to be more you know visually inclined, creative, artistic uh, individuals. There are other individuals who tend to have their intuitive gift as a clear audience where they can hear spirit voices in their ear, um, similar to that uh, Field of Dreams movie. Um, you know, when um, Kevin Costner's character uh, heard the voice, you know, the people will come, I mean, you know, et cetera. Yeah, build it, um, right. It's one of my favorite movies, by the way. You know, because he listened. Build it and they will come. Exactly. Um, And so that's more of a clairaudient gift where he was actually able to hear a spirit voice in his ear. Um, People who tend to be clairaudients are, um, you know, typically open-minded or good listeners. uh, But not everybody has the exact same types of intuitive gifts. Other people, like myself, I have a claircognizance uh, gift where um, messages come to me in the form of thoughts images, symbols, word, word phrases into my mind. Um, and then also claircognizant people tend to be knowers where they just happen to know things. They don't know how they know. They just know as if the information was just downloaded directly into their brain. Um, people who can you know, guess the baby's uh, sex before it's born um, are typically you know, claircognizant. Um, you know, just basically people who are knowers. And the claircognizant people um, basically are more of the um, uh, analytical, detail-oriented, the left brain kind of people um, typically have that claircognizant uh, gift. And then there's the clairsentient gift. Um, that is um, for people who tend to be feelers. Uh, that's another word for it. Um, another word that you might have heard of um, is um, empathic. Um, those are individuals who tend to get a gut feeling about something or someone. They don't know how um, 
they don't know where this information is coming from, and just it's kind of a feeling. They tend to get more their intuition through the forms of feelings, or they could walk into a room um, and just kind of get a vibe in a room, or they could walk up to somebody and just get a vibe, a feeling about somebody. Um, and it's those those intuitive uh, feelings that um, is how they get their messages. If somebody just you know, um, if an angel comes through and and translates the message of everything is going to be okay, the clairsentient uh, person just kind of has a feeling that everything's going to be okay. Um, you can also the clairsentient individual can also sometimes uh, touch an object and get an intuitive message just by you know touching an object. Yeah, um, psychometry. Exactly. And so those are um, the most common forms of. Um, of intuitive gifts that a lot of people have. Um, there are some you know, people who can you know, actually smell spirit scents. Um, the most common is usually with human spirit, you know, when you can kind of smell like a cigarette smoke or cigar smoke in the room, but there's no logical explanation as to where it's coming from. Uh, angels do have uh, you know, spirit scents as well. They usually come through in the form of like uh, floral scents. You know that that florals and you know with uh, when the Divine Mother or the Blessed uh, Virgin Mary and it's all different, but it's all the Divine Mother feminine energy of the sacredness. Um, oftentimes, a room will smell of roses. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. It's like you know, and you know, there's just and and Saint Teresa has been known for um, rose petals just appearing. You know, when I, I mean, it's like, but the angels just. Um, what I love about your book is so many things. Um, but number one, what what we just heard Mariah explain all the different clairs. You know, you can be several of those. You know, and that's what the. Um, the clair uh, cognizant, some kind of encompasses a lot of them, but still you can be clear. I, it's not, I don't know. I'm, you explained it very well, and I'm confusing everyone probably listening. <laughs> but, no. but the but the thing to get is that the angels talk in so many different ways, and um, I like how you said you do your readings. You use the cards, but really they're just images because they're talking to you anyway. Exactly. Yes. The, um, the since I don't have that clairvoyant gift where I don't see anything visual with my um, intuitive gifts, I have the claircognizant and the clairsentient gift, and that's another thing. You know, you can have a combination of the two, but don't be um, you know <clears throat> upset if you don't have that uh, one particular gift over the other, because um, I, I definitely don't have that clairvoyant gift, and therefore I need the cards just as a visual aid. Sometimes messages just kind of come to me from the pictures on the cards. Right. So, you know, the the main thing that um I have just heard over and over, you know, you know, I interview a lot of people on the show on, you know, because of Spirit Seeker, we receive books like, you know, and I'm always reading. And the thing that just really has shown up, you know, so much with the wor- the the work um and the the uh, information available right now is life purpose and empowerment. Like you know, if you're working with your angels, learn to work with them, you know, and, and that's one of the things that, you know, this book addresses is how to work with your white light angels, how to really open that channel and listen so that, you know, you're connected to your angels. And, you know, whatever method it is, the, the main thing is always slow down, you know, and, and, and have an intention to connect 
and an intention to know your life's purpose. And so, you know, your book addresses um, a lot of, you know, when people have uh, an idea about what they think they want to do, but of course, you know, the practicality is how are you going to support yourself doing that? So, um, so I like how you d- use demonstrations. The one person who was artistic, very artistic. Do you remember oh, that yeah. story? The art, uh, the tattoo artist. Yes. Who? Yes. I mean, just I mean, unless you have another story you'd rather share that is demonstrating just how lives were changed with someone who, you know, wasn't following their life path, and then when they got the noise from society and family and all the rest of it out of the way, these things just showed up. Oh yes. Um, yeah. There was a client of mine who came to one of my spirit fairs. Uh, sat down. Um, she just the only thing that came out of her mouth was, "I'm worried about my uh, about my son." Um, and the first message that came to me as soon as she said that uh, was that her son was very confused in his life. And um, she she nodded. She agreed. Um, I said, "The reason why he's confused is because um, he feels, you know." It, it feels like his life's purpose, his soul really wants to be a writer. Um, he just has more of an artistic, um, creative uh, gift, and it feels like writing is, is more his gift. Um, but it feels like friends, family, society is trying to convince him to do something more practical, and therefore his soul is kind of confused. His, everybody's soul already knows what we want, what we're supposed to be doing, but sometimes family, friends, and society can kind of put a block, you know, on on our path, and therefore confuse it. So I mentioned um, this to the client, and the client said, "Yes, I've been trying to get him to go nursing because I feel it's more practical, and he can, you know, have a stable, steady job." Um, I responded, "Well, but if the angels, you know, are, are saying if his his you know life's purpose, his soul is created to be a writer, then that's what he needs to do. And if he um, is pursuing his life's purpose of being a writer, the universe will support all of his earthly needs. He won't need a practical so you know a so-called you know society's uh, image of you know practical job with nursing um, because you know the universe will take care of everything he needs to support himself, and he will be sharing his gift of being a writer with the world. So she was happy with that because um, she is supportive of his, of her son. She was just hoping, you know, she can find his direction for him. So she she went home and decided to help him with that. You know, and that's um, that's allowing, you know, the deliberate art of allowing, you know, spirit to, you know, the angels to talk, and you listen, you know, and it takes – it takes courage, and your book really um, guides a person through uh, through this process. And you know, I, I, you also say that some people can have um, um, you know up to twenty angels, twenty plus angels assigned to them. So there's like a band of angels. It sounds like that some people have is like their whole little cheering squad, so to speak. Exactly, um, and the minimum that you can have is one. It's not a bad thing if you only have one, um, but there are individuals who might have a specific life purpose that requires a lot more angels. Uh, Maybe they're doing writing and speaking and teaching and a variety of different things that they need a variety of different angels for with different specialties. So it it really varies on what type of angels you might have. You know, it's so interesting. I'm a feng shui um, consultant and teacher, and whenever I need help with anything, you know, I... um, you know, besides the usual prayer work and everything else, I work with my helpful people in Travel Corner. And 
um, you know, so I'll put a picture of, you know, like if it's an event, you know, that I'm doing, then I'll put a picture of that event there, and then I will just say, I know the right helpful people will um, show up and allow me to, you know, to make um, make this event possible, you know, because it takes a community to do a lot of the things that I do, since I do so many. And I, 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 I never thought about it, though, as like the right, well, it is. I call them, this is my angelic team that showed up, but still... I like how you say that sometimes some people need more than others, and and if you are open to it, I think they really do just show up. If with, with if you're calling, yeah, it's so perfect and divine. But you know, this is part of you know believing in miracles and knowing that you know that's an everyday part of life when you're like in the channel and the flow. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because if um, if you're just um, asking your own personal angels, um, I need help with such and such. If your own personal angels does not have that particular specialty, then they are happy to fulfill your request by going out and finding other types of angels with that particular specialty to bring them in to help you. I've heard it in so many ways, and you know, with with you know, you set the and I teach new moon full moon. You know, you you set your intention, and it, you're not invested in how it's going to look. And I think that's the beautiful part of inviting the angelic realm in, because the angelic realm works. Like all of a sudden, you'll have someone just show up to offer to do something, and it'll be a parent or or a job opportunity. Some of them have specialties, you know, with guiding that part of life purpose. That part of life purpose. Um, but I like I like the way you explain instead of a guardian angel, you have this life angel that's there to basically walk you through it. Exactly. Yeah, your primary white light angel is is always with you, always guiding you, and and every single time you ask your primary white light angel for help, um, they will give you the answer. Um, so that's why I try to give some tips on how to receive the messages so that you'll know what the answer is when they send it to you. Okay, so listeners, if you have a question, we will take live. Um, we're not doing readings at this point. We may um, we may later in the show, if we have time, um, we will, you know, have Mariah, uh, the lightworker, guide you with perhaps one angel that she sees around you. But um, all of the information about the angels is in her book. And um, uh, so we'll take general questions about um and Mariah will, you know, answer, or I will, but, you know, she's the expert on this. So I also want to give you her website. It's MariahTheLightSource.com, and that's spelled M-A-R-I-A-H-T-H-E-L-I-G-H-T-S-O-U-R-C-E.com. So MariahTheLightSource.com. And, um, okay, so if you do have a question, just press 1, and my producer will let me know that you are waiting with a question, and then we'll bring you on and make every effort to answer that question. So, Mariah, you know, um, you, we've talked quite a bit of, well, not quite a bit, we've talked a little bit about um, understanding the ancient groups that are assigned to you. Um, so, how do people, and I know we talked about the different clairvoyant, et cetera, but how how would you um, suggest someone who wants to discover their own intuitive gifts, where where would they start? You know, rather than, you know, yes, they could find a meditation course, yes, they could do, you know, um, but if they were just to say something they wanted to do in their everyday life, you know, just what what would you recommend for them to do? Um, once 
see, um, after you know, reading the book, and they kind of already have a pretty good guess as to what their intuitive gifts are, and you pretty much already know because um, if you've ex- had certain experiences in your life, you've had dreams come to you that have come true, you've had you know little uh, messages that, that pop into your mind that come true, things like that, you pretty much already have a guess. But what you want to do to practice your intuition is to, um, you know, first, you know, if you happen to, you know, come by, uh, you know, a person and you get kind of a a vibe or a message, if something just kind of comes to you about that person, don't be shy about about mentioning it to them because more than likely it is an intuitive message coming to you. Um, And that's just, you know, a way to kind of get some practice on um, trusting what does come to you. Um, so if you sit, you know, first if you sit down and you ask your angels, okay, um, send, you know, send me as many intuitive messages as possible when I pass by people. You know, if you happen to pass by something, someone, uh, a message just kind of pops into your mind, a thought, a feeling um, about that person. Don't don't be shy about mentioning it. See if um, you know if, if they can uh, confirm that it's true or not. Um, start off with friends and family if you happen to, you know, with a stranger as well sometimes. Be careful if you if you pick up on something about, you know, that's kind of private, uh, death or, you know, abuse, sexual trauma, things like that. Not everybody's open to confirming that type of information. Um, but, you know, the, basically the first thing is don't be shy if you, um, if you do get messages or, or if some thought or feeling comes to you, don't be shy about mentioning it to somebody because uh, more often than not it is going to be a, an actual message and it's one way just to kind of practice trusting what comes to you um, because the more confirmation you get, the more you'll be able to um, use trial and error to figure out you know which are the messages and which aren't. Um, you can also ask your um, angels, um, you know, please let me know uh, what the middle name of my great-grandmother is. And as you kind of go through, um, you know, life, just uh, if a name just kind of comes to you from, you know, uh, someone blurts out a name, you see it on TV, uh, what have you, if it kind of gives you the, like, confirmation tingle or you kind of feel very strongly that that might be the name, you know, feel free to, you know, look it up in uh, genealogy records, see if it's true. Um, so just kind of practice, you know, through those uh, methods. Well, and I, I want to talk about, um, we can segue right from here. Okay, so those are some different ways. Um, but this book, I, I you know, really, I want to talk about some of the different archangels because the book covers this so well. And, and, and you, you know, everybody hears about Archangel Michael, but... It's everybody has a different take on Archangel Michael, and I like how you talk about Archangel Michael and his own little band of angels. Oh yes, that's actually uh, my angel group. My uh, Mariah um, is my uh, angel, and she's from the um, Michaelite group. I just call it Michaelite, but um, basically, she's a uh, an angel from the Michael group. Um, the Michael angels are very emotionally strong. They are fighter, protector, rescuer angels. Um, they also help to empower humans. They don't feel like victims in their lives. Um, while, And I mentioned in the book that while all angels are based in love, um, the Michael angels really don't show their vulnerable side very well. They tend to um, show their love by protecting and fighting for their loved one. Um, so therefore, if, you know, if a Michael uh, human, a human with a Michael angel assigned to them, um, since they share the same gifts, um, if a 
human with a Michael Angel or Michael Gift um, has been hurt emotionally. They very rarely show their vulnerable side. Instead, they'll uh, instantly react by whipping out their uh, symbolic sword to fight the person that has hurt them. Um, they do have a very um, aggressive strength about them, and um, but they are very good with empowering people. Um, I know, you know, it, think of the Rocky theme song, you know, and then that's kind of the energy. Uh-huh. Right. Well, and you said some of the famous humans um, from the Michaelite angels are Ralph Nader, General Colin Powell, Jack Nicholson, Demi Moore, Amelia Earhart, and Joan of Arc. I mean, those are all like, you know, let's just... You know, Rocky is a good way to describe it with that theme song, and you know, very strong. But you know, they believe they believe in things too. Exactly. Yes. Um, yeah, and I did mention some um, some famous people with the different angel groups as well, so that uh, people can kind of get a, a, a pretty good idea of um, the type of um, angel group that, that better description really. Mm-hmm. So, so she covers um, Mariah covers all different angels. You know, Archangel Michael. You know, it seems to be the most well known. But Archangel Jophiel, is that how you say it, or is it Jophiel? Jophiel. Jophiel. Okay, and then Archangel Gabriel. Um, on we go to Archangel Zadkiel and Archangel Haniel, and there's just so many. Um, I thought the uh, is it Azrael or Azrael? How do you say that one? Azrael. Okay. Can you talk about the uh I I th- I really liked the section. Well, not liked it, but I just thought you did a really good job of explaining it. And you know, I was a nurse for many years and you know, have studied Kubler-Ross's work, you know, back in the 70s and you know, the first things on hospice and I've always just been more comfortable with it than the average person. I, you know, I I researched a lot of this and um so I thought you did a good job of explaining how these angels work. Oh, sure. Well, the Azrael group, um, they are considered the angels of death. Um, but I, in, my, in the book, I specify that I don't really prefer to uh, view them as the angels of death because that just seems like the grim reaper to me. Right. And I prefer to view them more similar to, like, grief counselor angels because that's, um, that's the energy that they have. Their energy is very peaceful, calm, soothing, um, and, you know, protecting. Uh, if you've ever been in uh, a hospice facility, uh, you will instantly feel the energy of the Azrael angels um, just filling the room because when you walk into a hospice facility, it feels very calm and peaceful and serene, and that is their energy uh, filling the room. Um, so they are um, they're always with you when um, a loved one is, is, you know, passing over. Um, some Azrael angels um, will help, you know, uh, take a loved one to, into the light. Um, but there are some Azrael angels that will actually be assigned to humans on a temporary basis to help with specific um, death and dying issues. Um, I did mention in the book that Dr. Um, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross um, she had an Azrael angel assigned to her as a an additional like secondary angel to help her with uh, writing the book on the death and dying process. Um, eulogy writers will tend to have Azrael angels uh, whispering the eulogy information uh, into their ears so that the right and perfect uh, eulogy can be written. Um, so they basically are um, excellent at helping with any type of death and dying issue 
whether it's knowing what to say to a loved one who just had, um, who is dealing with a death in their family. Um, you can always ask for um, uh, an Azrael angel to help you say the right and perfect thing to that person to give them consolence um, so that they, you know, um, can feel a little bit better. Um, and, uh, you know, basically they are with, um, they're assigned to different people as well, some hospice workers as well. Right, and hospice came from France, you know, and the the whole world came from France. And, you know, it wasn't until the 70s Stoddard wrote this book, The Hospice Movement. And, you know, it, it started with people who wanted to die with dignity, like, okay, if, if you know, if I don't want to go to a hospital or if I don't want to go to a traditional setting or, I mean, sometimes hospice is within a, a facility, but a lot of times hospice is actually at home helping the families with their loved ones, you know, stay in their own setting. I mean, it can and it can look many different ways, but but the re, the real thing is is that um, I think it's just beautiful the way you explain that Kugler Ross and the people who are drawn to doing that kind of work. Um, you know, there are hospitals. My it was so interesting when my mother was dying. Um, I had had this uh, speaking request uh, to come in and speak to the Greater St. Louis Hospice Association on holistic approaches uh, to helping support a person who is dying, you know, so that there's they understood how Reiki would work or, you know, how the different energy healings would work. And that, that um, speaking position was, like, set up, you know, months before I knew my mother was dying. And what was so interesting is that I had the first hospice volunteer stay with my mother that day while I went and gave that talk to that group. So it was just like, you know, all I knew all these things lined up, but I never thought about the fact that, you know, God had sent sent me this, you know, Archangel, one of the, one, I don't know if it was the head one or one of his band of Archangel Azrael who totally guided me through the process. It was just fascinating how it all lined up. Oh, yeah. 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 And then I came back at the hospice volunteer, you know, had talked to my mother about poetry and Shel Silverstein and you know, my my mother was just like, who was that nice lady that came? We talked about poetry. We listened to music. They listened to, like, music, classical music. I mean, it was just this wild experience that this hospice volunteer who just went into different homes and, you know, and brought this little magic, you know, and she has her own little angels with her, you know. You knew it. You knew You just felt it. So, so it's beautiful the way this book really describes it and, you know, um, and the different famous people with the different types of angels. Um, Archangel Raziel, would you like to talk about that? Because that's very prominent now with all the Law and Order shows and all the fascination with, you know, with the, with different things legal. Oh, sure. Um, Archangel Raziel, R I that's R A Z I E L. Um, they are they cover um, the law. Uh, the secrets of the universe. They are the keepers and the protectors of um, this, basically the secrets of the universe and the laws of the state, uh, federal, the um, uh, you know country, universe, etc. Um, people who humans who tend to have Raziel angels assigned to them uh, tend to be uh, lawyers, um, judges, uh, politicians, uh, forensic psychologists. Um, because the Raziel angels, their energy is very, very cerebral, uh, very intellectual. Um, they tend to, they have the gift of dissecting the mind of uh, other humans to try to uncover the secret of what makes that human tick. Um, that's the reason why, you know, um, forensic psychologists tend to have a Raziel angel assigned to them. 
um, because they, uh, the forensic psychologist is not really geared to healing the patient as much as they are geared to finding out what makes the patient tick mentally so they can help police, you know, catch criminals. Um, judges and lawyers will often use that gift of dissecting the minds of humans um, when they're on, like a witness on the witness stand, in order to figure out whether or not the witness might be telling the truth or not. Um, and so they are also very strategic as well. Um, you'll also find a lot of generals in the military um, who tend to have Raziel angels assigned to them because of their gift of strategy. Um, so yes, they're very um, highly intellectual, um, you know, humans as well as um, uh, angels. This is my daughter. I mean, my daughter is, you know, she, from the time she was little, she just was fascinated with Judge Judy. And I, I know that sounds funny, but she used to watch the show. That was her deal, her graham crackers and milk and Judge Judy. And I was like, why is this child so fascinated? But, you know, then she wanted, you know, we, we toured Washington, D.C., and she wanted to be a, an FBI agent. And, you know, and now she's in law school, and she's um, trained as a domestic abuse counselor and then she's going to be an immigration lawyer and she's in Spain right now studying in law school right now for the summer it's just you know you could just she's she's been this way since the time she was very little with causes and discipline and fairness issues and total total I bet that's her main angel you know <laughs> I don't know but but you know but I but this when I read your book I just was like ah oh. and, and you know I just thought she, you're just right on with it you really have you know listeners the way it's explained in this book I don't care if you've read other books on archangels etc this is like really fascinating you know the way you've explained it and then you know you, you talk about um you know John F Kennedy being wasn't he one of the Rosalites yes, no he was. oh yes he was okay and you know and look you know, some of the decisions he made while he was in his office, et cetera. Yes. The um, Rossio, um gifts, um, they're, they're kind of like quicksilver in your hand. They're very slippery mentally and verbally. So they do, um, they typically are in positions where they have to make decisions quickly um, and often, you know, strategic decisions as well. Um, I did want to mention to you that your daughter, her primary is from the Rossio group. Um, but she also has a Michaelite uh, assigned to her as well, um, because that's that's what helps her to be more of a fighter. Um, she's fighting for causes. Oh, um, she's been that way forever, and trying to be her mother was interesting. You can, I mean, I mean, I'm still her mother, but you know, but yeah, she's always championing championing in a, a cause, you know, and yep, a leader, captain of the basketball team, captain of this, you know, I it just yes, but that so she has um. Archangel Michael's a Michaelite around her, but her main one is, as I thought, the Raziaelite. Exactly, and the Michaelite is very uh, self-disciplined. I mean, think military. They're the Michael angels are very dis, uh, self-disciplined. They're very um, like structured and strong, and and um, yeah. She entered college with, I think, 24 or 25 credit hours. It may have been even more. She could have, like, skipped a whole year of college, but, you know, she wanted to play basketball and was very disciplined in that way. And so, you know, she entered college having done college in high school. You know, she was just very disciplined. So, so listeners, this is what Mariah, the light worker, does. Now, you heard her. I mean, she knows nothing about my daughter. She's never met her. <laughs> like but she knows and this book just explains like when i read it i thought mm, that's that one of my child mm, i wonder which one 
you know, a couple of the other kids could go on the different categories. And I thought, well, I wonder who my main one is, you know, because I feel like I just am so blessed with, you know, having so many, so many help me. So, so it's just a fascinating book. And um, so what else would you like to talk about, you know, regard, regarding your book? Is there anything you want to share about writing it and how you got that assignment? Um, as far as writing the book, um, you know, as mentioned earlier, I just I started noticing the pattern that, you know, angels do pertain to our life's purpose. And I was um, talking about it with my clients um, just in individual readings um, that I did. But uh, the angels really were kind of uh, pushing me to write this book. Um, it was really more the angels who kind of wanted this um, to be out there on more of a mass scale level. Um, they really wanted the masses to have the same information. Um, so I just kind of uh, went with where I was being, you know, pushed in that direction. And, you know, it's not in a bad that bad way. Um, they kind of lead us to where they want you to go. Um, and I really kind of felt that extreme pull. It, and I did also mention in the book that um, one of the ways that they guide you is by um, by leading you to where they want you to go. And it really kind of feels like an overwhelming urge to just do something. You don't know how or why. You just feel like you have to do it. Um, there's there's no way that you can avoid that feeling. Um, and so that's kind of what I did. I just kind of went with where that, that feeling was taking me. Um, and so the angels really wanted... Um, this same information instead of just telling people on an individual basis they really wanted you know um, millions of people to kind of have the same information and the only way to really do that is through a book so that the book itself can be out there available to the world well and and i you're, you uh, took your name mariah the light source because mariah was is your primary angel and um and then and her whole deal is bringing light am i is that my understanding how you came with your name um, yes, actually, um, I used to just go by my personal name, um, which is, you know, Jessica Debensky. I'm not, you know, trying to hide that or anything. Um, but I came up with a business name of Mariah the Light Source uh, because I wanted to um, teach other people how to communicate with their own um, angels or their own light source, so to speak, so that they could have more of a, a camaraderie with their own angels. Um, and so eventually over time, um, people just remembered Mariah the Light Source more often than my own personal name, and that's not, that's not a big deal. I'm, I'm flattered by that. So I ended up just kind of dropping my name and just going with Mariah the Light Source instead. Um, so that's kind of how it evolved. Well, it's just very sweet. And then Natasha Kiefer did your cover and did the illustrations in the book, which are beautiful. And, you know, um, it's my understanding the two of you are going to be at the Expo. I, 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 I know you normally travel together, but I didn't know Natasha was coming. I just found that out today. And, you know, I, I just feel blessed that, you know, the, the Midwest has this crossover. You know, like Spirit Seeker will be in Chicago this weekend, but then, you know, we were just in Kansas City. And, you know, and then so many are coming to St. Louis. And, and we're, we're just all all kind of like, you know, getting to know each other in the Midwest at an even greater level, and all of us are working much more cosmically bigger, too, you know? It's just, I don't know, isn't it? Isn't life grand, you know? Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, yes, and, and, you know, in, the angels actually picked uh, Natasha to do the illustrations. I was kind of stuck about what I was going to do for the illustrations, um, and then, you know, I just put the message out there to my angels, okay, um, if 
you know, please lead me to, you know, who or what do you want me to, how how you want me to have these illustrations. And the next thing I know, days later, Natasha pops into my life and says, oh, I'd love to do the <sighs> illustrations. How funny. So Natasha does these beautiful paintings and she paints your spirit guides and all these, you know, everything around you that's, you know, helping you divinely. You know, I have a picture in my kitchen from from Natasha that was a a gift at one of the expos and I was just, you know, people remark on it all the time. It's beautiful. And so... You know, come to you know we're gonna we're gonna take calls if there aren't any. A lot of times I know we're a listening show, but um, I do want to talk just a little bit about the expo. Um, this is Spirits Here's twenty seventh one, which you know I listened to that. I think twenty seven. Where did the time go? You know, we started them in nineteen ninety six, and. Um, at that time, I just had a quarterly newsletter, and you know, and then in '97, while I was pregnant with my now 14-year-old son, who I put on a plane by himself to New York today. Oh my gosh, it was just, it was this very interesting day. You know, first time he's flown by himself, etc. But I was pregnant with my son, and I was in Sedona, Arizona, and meditating on Bell Rock, and I heard start you know, the magazine and have it, in, and it was like, excuse me? It was like, start this magazine and have it in place before the child is born. And that's kind of how, I was working on my MBA, and all of a sudden I get off on this whole different track, you know, with, with Spirit Seeker, but, you know, I was always drawn to healing, you know, um, starting off as a nurse and just fascinated with everything holistic. So, you know, I... I just look at how Spirit has led. Here we are, 27 expos later, and the Spirit Seeker magazine started in 1997, you know, but the expo started in 96, and then Spirit just stepped in and said, mm-mm, got to do a bigger thing here. And um, and our keynote speaker that's coming uh, to the expo is Father Joshua, who lives in Sedona, Arizona, and um, he will be doing... Uh, uh, he's our keynote presenter at the expo, um, speaking from 1 to 2 p.m., and all else is being scheduled and finalized and on the website. Um, it should be there within the next 48 hours. And the, um, this expo has such a diverse mixture of things. We have um, we have Father Joshua, as I said, who is a Filipino psychic surgeon, and he um, will be speaking on healing and forgiveness and all that goes with uh, the deeper levels of healing at the expo, and then he'll be here for a week afterwards in St. Louis doing private sessions. Um, he'll be traveling with Ricky Utuck, who is from Kansas City, and you know I'm sure um, probably Mariah's path has crossed his, and they will be doing healing work, and Ricky will also be teaching a sound healing workshop on that Wednesday evening, the 18th, and then on Saturday, the 21st, uh, Father Joshua will, will be teaching a healing workshop. So that's happening. We also have a kirtan. Kirtan St. Louis is um, going to be performing a kirtan uh in the late afternoon after Father Joshua a little bit later. And so you'll get to, and we have all these musicians coming. So we have uh, John Tuhawks coming in from um, Arkansas who does a gig in Hot Springs, Arkansas the night before, so or Eureka Springs, I can't remember, but one of the two. And so, and we've been a spirit, he's been a sponsor of his music. Uh, we were his 2011 
sponsor of the year. So we, and then we've also worked with David Pramal, and you know we're working with the Bhakti Fest, first one in in the in the Midwest. They've always been out west, and so 40 hours of kirtan, which in case you're like, what the heck is kirtan? It's devotional singing. It's and the words are up on a screen, and you have these amazing musicians who just sing from their heart and you know from the higher realms, and you sing along with them. You know, David Pramal was in Kansas City, over 600 people in a Unity Church. This is thousands of people at the Bhakti Fest, and Spirit Seeker is a sponsor. We'll have our little banner up. We'll have all of our magazines, and you know, just. But Cindy Meyer will be singing kirtan on her birthday on June 29th, and then, um, you know, doing yoga classes. Since a broken leg, I'm finally able to start doing yoga again. So this is Spirit Seeker. It's and you know, and so this expo is yoga in the morning. You know, you have Mariah the Light Worker, you know, speaking. We have uh, Catherine Cagorno speaking on crop circles. We have Ricky Utuck doing a sound healing, you know, thing. We have Father Joshua. We have John two hugs teaching a native american flute you know and how to use the flute so you you know it's just a lot of energy it's going to be fun we have a silent auction um you know and you know we always bless someone with our magic wand with our silent auction and um you know it's between two i'll let you know soon you know but it doesn't matter like st louis is like this small thing but it's but it's been around since 1996 you know when i go to celebrate your life and i see thousands of people you know it's you know we have hundreds but nonetheless you know it's this beautiful experience so we're delighted that you're going to be a speaker and um nate if you have anyone right now with a question you know we have a little bit of time left if you would like to know who your primary angel is and then um I would, uh, uh, oh, I just got an email from Nate. Everybody's listening. Okay, but if you do, you have a few more minutes, um, you can ask, you know, uh, Mariah who your primary angel is, and then, you know, the rest of it will be, uh, you know, I would guide it. I would suggest you buy her book, which is absolutely wonderful. And there's several ways you can get the book. You can go to Amazon.com. It's in paperback, or you are right there with everybody, ebook, Kindle format. Or you can go to BarnesandNoble.com. You can get it in paperback or ebook uh nook format you can um also um order the book at almost any well not any at any uh barnes and noble retail book throughout the country you can also go to mariah's website as i mentioned before www.mariahthelightsource.com and mariah is m-a-r-i-a-h and she will uh, mariah is uh, going to be one of our keynote speakers go to spiritseeker.com i want to tell you just a little bit about the site this radio show, the minute it's over, will be archived. So if you listened live tonight and you have a friend that you think, oh, my gosh, this lady who wrote this book talked about how to connect with your uh, white light angels and how to how to do this, this thing and how to, like, she made it all make sense. So then all you do is tell them to go to spiritseeker.com and click on this radio thing up in the left-hand corner, and it will take you to my um, website on Blog Talk Radio, and every show that I've done for over two years is archived um, after, you know, immediately after the show. So we have a lot of listenership on on off, like not necessarily listening live, but let, listen during the week. And a way you can help us is two ways. You can favorite the show. And Blog Talk will walk you through it. And what that does is it lets more people know about the show and it moves us closer to the front of the spirituality section. You can also um, send an email to info at spiritseeker.com. Uh, that's info and spiritseeker.com. And we let you we, we send a weekly thing out about the radio show. We let you know when Spirit Seeker Magazine is online. 
We do not spam you. We do not sell our list. We we do allow people of like mind, uh, especially with events that we're supporting in the Midwest and nationwide, to advertise on that list, but we don't um, sell our list. So it's sacrosanct. The only thing you're going to hear is Spirit Seeker or like-minded events. Okay, so um, at this point, I do we do not have a, call, a caller with a question. So um, I would like to talk about the book just a little bit. And also, I mean, would you mind telling me who you see as my major, this time on planet Earth, major angel? Would you mind sharing? Actually, I was just about ready to. <laughs> so I was picking up on your angel energy as you were talking. Oh, gosh, um, okay. And it's, it's interesting how you're doing more with the magazine than you were with nursing because there's a reason for that. Your primary white light angel is not a Raphael. Um, and if that if nursing was really your your main life's purpose, you would have had a Raphael as your main primary white light angel. Your primary white light angel is actually from the Gabriel group. So the fact that you're now working with the magazine and doing a lot of um, you know the writing and speaking and networking and um, you know getting the word out about um, about these books um, is because that is a part of your life's purpose. There was a reason why you were drawn to do start this magazine. Um, you have two Gabriel angels assigned to you total. You have four Raphael angels assigned to you. Um, so there's a reason why you're attracted to healing in general. Um, you might have initially thought that nursing was supposed to be your field, but really it's healing in general that you're supposed to be doing as well. Um, so the Reiki and um, other forms of healing um, are actually, you know, a part of your life's purpose as well. Um, you also have two Haniel angels assigned to you, and that's the reason why you're a clairvoyant. Um, because the Haniel angels uh, resonate to our uh, crown chakra. They're very intuitive, highly spiritual, very, very connected to their own higher power. And the Haniel angels um, and those Haniel gifts um, help with, um, you know, being very gracious with other humans as far as, uh, you know, you can kind of see a human's true soul, the purity of their soul underneath their ego. And it's a part of the Haniel gifts to help other humans bring out their true, pure soul and help to kind of release their own ego so that their true, pure soul can come out and shine. Wow. You have eight angels total assigned to you. So the two uh, Gabriels, the four Raphaels, the two Haniels, and then the major um, one of Gabriel as my primary. Um, well, of the two Gabriels, the primary is, is the Gabriel, yeah. So it's like you have one Gabriel as your primary, and then you have an extra one as well. Okay. Wow. Thank you so much. I mean, you know, and it's so funny because I'm always wanting to learn about healing, but then, you know, I, the way I, I support myself other than Spirit Seeker is, you know, doing I'm doing intuitive life coaching. And, you know, I mean, I coach some people as regular clients, you know, ongoing. But for the most part, you know, it's just every day is a different day. You know, whether I'm doing feng shui and space clearing or readings or working with Spirit Seeker or teaching, you know, and I, I think that's the – I think you, you totally uh, caught that with – you know, starting off as nursing, because I remember my girlfriend's mom saying, don't you want to be a doctor? Don't you want to be a doctor? I'm like, no, 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 that would slow me down. I said, I, I just want to be a nurse and learn how to help people. I said, I, I would know, because I knew I didn't want to just be a doctor. I mean, I, there's communication all throughout me, always has been. 
So you totally, oh. totally got it. And the healing, I'm, you know, I'm still studying. I'm studying with, you know, Dr. Effie Chow, who's a Qigong master. And, you know, I just always am learning, you know, which is what Spirit Seeker is about and bringing everyone together. That's what the Holistic Expo is about. You know, and I'm so happy that you're going to be part of our expo. And do you want to tell anyone about your booth or what you'll be doing, you know, you know, outside of your lecture, what you'll be talking? But um, anything else you want to tell about your booth? And, and I know you have your book for sale. Oh, yes. Um, I'll be um, doing book signings at my vendor booth um, at the fair. I will also be selling my Angel Blessed Sprays. Um, those uh, The sprays I make uh, myself, they're a combination of uh, herbs and essential oils that are specific to certain energy properties. I do a lot of energy work when I do angel readings, and so I started um, creating um, sprays that have specific energy properties to them. Um, for example, I have a love spray that is rose-scented, and it's great for just opening your heart chakra for general giving and receiving of love. Um, I have my top seller, which is Angel Mist. Um, it is sweet pea scented, and it's kind of when you spray it around you, it's like body spray or room spray. Um, it's kind of like you're surrounding yourself with angel energy. It's very effervescent and uplifting. Um, the reason why I created these sprays is because I started to notice that certain scents have certain energy vibrations to them. Uh, and yeah. you know, for example, everybody. Uh, pretty much thinks of love when they think of roses um, because the rose is um, does hold the energy vibration of love. And that's also the reason why a lot of people think of, uh, they smell roses with uh, Mother Mary or with angelic presence as well because it just the, the rose really does hold the energy of love. Um, I'm a big believer in essences. You know, I mean, I I host the New Moon, Full Moon group, and I do, you know, the Crystal Bowl, and I'll be guided to using different essences. But this is great. Like, you know, I know right now the archangels are so present on planet Earth helping us, you know, and they're angelic helpers. And this is great. So you're going to, I mean, in in feng shui, you know, I use a lot of different things, but I'll be getting some of these because I miss them into my Crystal Bowl, and then when I do the Crystal Bowl, I send it on out, you know, and it's like, it's just so powerful. Oh, exactly, yeah. Yeah, so um, I have a variety of different uh, scents. You know, Money, Prosperity, Attraction, Protection Spray, which helps to keep uh, dark negative energies away. I'll be selling my sprays as well as um, doing a book signings at my vendor booth. Now, you will, not, will you have time to do any readings, or, or, or what, what does that part of your booth look like? Um, I was hesitant about doing readings at my vendor booth because if I'm doing readings and I'm sitting there channeling, I'm not going to be able to talk to other people about the book or the sprays. So I was thinking about, um, you know, maybe, I mean, I do telephone readings. I mean, anyone can always schedule an appointment with me for a telephone reading um, if if they'd like. Um, Sometimes I do also kind of travel the country just doing specific, um, you know, readings at at different events. So I'll always I'll post my upcoming events at my um, at my website, and you can also get a, a free sample uh, abstract off my website of my book as well. But yeah, as far as the reading, anybody can certainly schedule for a phone reading if they needed to. Okay, all right. So um, Mariah, the light source, is you know the the author of this wonderful wonderful book, using your white light, angels to find your life's. Um, I'm sorry, that's not the title. The actual title is, yes, it is, Using Your White Light, Angels to Find Your Life's Purpose. And this book, you know, covers everything from A to Z with, 
you know, when you when you know you're all of a sudden you're waking up and you're like, what is my next step? Where do I go? How do I, you know, really make sure that, you know, I'm I'm on my life's uh, life's purpose of, that I'm you know on the right track and et cetera. And this book addresses all of this and in a way that you can understand all the way from the introduction. Um, the final chapter is how our life. Uh, life's purpose pertains to the world and our spiritual evolution, which, you know, Mariah's shared some of that in different scenarios tonight, and especially with, you know, my deal with Spirit Seeker, and yet I've got this other part of me that's, you know, the clairvoyant. So I, it's, it, it just makes total sense to me the way you described you have these, this, I knew you have, I knew we have a, um, we have a band of spirit guides and angels, but the way you explained it is just so beautiful. So come to Spirit Seekers Expo on July 15th, but in the meantime, you know, contact uh, Mariah directly if you, you know, because she works with people all over. Um, just her email is mariahthelightsource at yahoo.com, her website, mariahthelightsource.com, Spirit Seekers website, www.spiritseeker.com, and Cindy Meyer promises to get the information up soon. Um, all about the expo. Part of it's up, but not all of it. Um, and just, you know, stay tuned. We have a lot of Midwest events. Uh, Sonia Chalquette's coming to Kansas City in uh, August, and her interview's coming up. We have Father Joshua's uh, interview coming up on June 26th. We have Arun Gandhi and Dolores Cannon and... Um, you know, Guy Needler and Wayne Peterson, you know, coming up on June 19th. And next week is the Bhakti Fest. So you're going to hear amazing music from some of the different Kirtan artists who are just, you know, making this such an amazing event. And Spirit Seeker is a sponsor. We do have a $25 off coupon um, because we are a sponsor. So if you are going to Bhakti Fest and you want us to send you a coupon, all you have to do is email us at info at spiritseeker.com, and we'll be happy to mail you that flyer. In the meantime, make it an amazing day, an amazing journey. And, Mariah, I just thank you so much, and, and you know, thank you for being available this evening for this interview, and thank you for the work you're doing. Thank you for your book, and thank oh. you so much for coming to Spirit Seeker in July. Oh, sure. Well, thank you very much for having me. Okay. All right. Well, namaste, and we'll be back next week. Thank you so much. Good night, everyone. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.